Welcome to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner and I serve as the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training. It is a ministry that's really designed to help leaders, to provide a resource for leaders to strengthen them in their leadership and equip them to prepare the next generation to lead. And today, uh, we're continuing to focus on counseling. We have David Henniger with us and I appreciate all that you have already shared, just a wealth of information and Obviously, as we think about the difference between uh, biblical or Christian counseling and the idea of secular counseling, one of the components that comes into that is the use of the Bible and Scripture. And so why don't you, if you would, share with us and our listeners some, some of the biblical context with which you find passages that relate to counseling or that maybe you use or at least principles from that would have application in a counseling setting. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the big things that we uh, that we need to address first, and, and uh, Christian counseling has come under fire uh, some from mm. from uh, especially uh, uh, Christian movements that uh, that say, well, is this is this really of God? You mm. know, is this is this really scriptural? Should you even be doing this? Um, yes. Where does I mean the Holy Spirit shouldn't He be working inside of your life? Mm. And uh, you know, to to go and seek out. Uh, some sort of counseling that might not uh, be biblical. Well, and I, I think the first thing that we need to address with that is, yes, it needs to be biblical. Man, yes, it, it has to be from scripture. Sure. Um, and uh, one of the th- one of the things that I want to address inside of that is is the idea of counseling even scriptural. And, and I th- I think it is. I think that sure. there's a whole wealth right. of information inside of the scripture that says that this is something that we should be uh, engaged in. Uh, and that we should be pursuing as uh, as leaders, as as ministers of, of the Word of God. Okay. Uh, one of the big ones that, that comes to mind uh, comes from Colossians one twenty eight. Uh, reads like this: He is the one we proclaim, speaking of Jesus, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Mm. Uh, one of the things that uh, we don't see the word counsel uh, right. in, inside of that anywhere, but uh, the idea of admonishing—it's it's a Greek word. Uh, it's uh, nuthateo, uh, and it's this idea that it's it's like a father uh, walking alongside of his son to hmm. build him up. Sure. Uh, and this is one of the ways that I want to view counseling, uh, even from a personal standpoint, is that I want to give advice. I want to walk alongside of my son, and I understand that it's not always that dynamic in inside of a counseling room, but. I want to make sure that that everybody uh, is is becoming more and more complete in Christ. Is there any more Christian activity than that? Right? I don't <laughs> yes. think that there is. It's right. like I want to make sure that people are becoming true disciples of our Lord and Savior. Uh, so that idea of nuthateo is is very evident inside of uh, of a Christian ideal, and that's kind of how I want to view counseling. As we go back into uh, the Proverbs, mm-hmm. especially, we see a lot. Uh, just and I pulled out just one example here, but there's a, a bunch of them. Uh, Proverbs 19:20 says this: Listen to advice and receive discipline. So this is speaking to me, but there has to be somebody else that's giving it, right? Sure. Listen to advice and receive discipline, that you may become wise by the end of your life. Well, I, I do want to receive that, but. Uh, the flip side of that coin is that there has to be somebody that gives that as well, uh, and the proverbs is uh, proverbs is sometimes a wonderful place to go inside of counseling. It talks about 
you know, if if you're to do these things in the right way, then there's there's the tendency for things to turn out right in this direction. And a lot of times inside of a counseling situation, it's just leading somebody into thinking about something in a more practical and biblical and uh, functional way than they have in sure. the past. Uh, continuing on, there's a couple more here. Hebrews 10, 24 says this. Mm. We must also consider how to encourage each other to show love and to do good things. We should not stop gathering together with other believers as some of you are doing. Instead, we must continue to encourage each other even more as we see the day of the Lord coming. Part of that encouragement, I think, is leading people in the right direction and building them up into the right way of thinking about things, framing things in ways that are more godly and more scriptural. And this one we all know. All scripture is given by God. This is first, uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by God. And all scripture is useful for teaching and showing people what is wrong in their lives. <laughs> it is useful for, for correcting faults and teaching the right way to live using the scriptures. Those who serve God will be prepared and will have everything they need to do every good work. I think in, in, the, in, the, in the best way of, of looking at counseling from a Christian standpoint, that that's part of what this is. Am I taking a person from the place that they are to making sure that they are equipped uh, in, in these things and they understand these things? What better place to go than to the scriptures? And there's a whole host of scriptures that deal with uh, relationship with people. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to the Proverbs again. There's a sure. whole host of scriptures that deal with relationship, that deal with uh, issues that a person has as far as um, uh, lust, as far as uh, um, uh, depression, uh, things, uh, anxiety issues, uh, and there's there's great application throughout all of the scriptures. So I don't I don't want to be the person that sits down and says, "Here, I, I'm handing you a piece of paper." Uh, read all of these wonderful scriptures that deal with your issue, but I want to engage in a conversation that develops um, our relationship to a place where I'm moving an individual into thinking about things from a more godly and scriptural standpoint. Uh, and I think that, man, what better place to go than to the scripture for a lot of these things? Sure. I'm sitting here, I'm, my mind is just racing on the connection to how Paul used a specific term that was used in relationship to the Holy Spirit yes. uh, as the one who would come alongside the apostles. Mm -hmm. And he uses that word throughout his writings. It almost becomes a dividing point in many of his letters. It's like, here's all this doctrinal stuff. Now let me come alongside you and guide you in some practical application of yes. that. And of course, we see it oftentimes translated as urge or beseech, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the translation. But the idea is just what you're talking about. It's that whole concept of I'm coming alongside you. I want to walk alongside you and help you to understand how to live this in your life. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think you hit it. Well, in addition to this, this idea of when we think about biblical concepts and how the Bible uh, applies in so many settings, obviously, as a person who has uh, a friend and, and this this individual that I'm working with or I'm talking to and our relationship is good, but I begin to see, okay, there's, there's something going on here. There's a problem. Right. Uh, I'm not sure exactly 
what's going on I'm trying to find out so that I might guide or help in some way. A at what point does an individual feel like, okay, I need to intervene in some way or I need to find out how to get this individual to seek some counseling that will help them. Right. So what is the appropriate time or when is, what are the markers that maybe we need to be able to see that says, hey, there's a situation here you need to find somebody that's going to help. Yeah. Uh, this goes back uh, to some degree, I think, to our conversation about understanding my own limitations mm. uh, and understanding what I have to bring to the table uh, might not always be the, the best thing for that individual or family. Uh, and uh, th I mean, there's a couple of uh, real clear ones, in my opinion. Uh, if, if somebody is, uh, is dealing with uh, suicidal thoughts, right. I mean, that's an that's a immediate indicator for me that uh, they need to go and seek some professional help uh, that potentially I don't have the, the ability to give them as a, as a lay counselor. Right. Um, and there's also uh, just, uh, you know, if if there's there's something that uh, that I'm recognizing that's a uh, a major mood disorder, or that uh, they're they're in a deep depression, and I can't I can't even begin a conversation with them. Uh, I, I knew a young man uh, not too long ago that uh, um, that nobody could even talk to him because he was so shut down inside and had such a deep depression uh you know what, what am i going to do in that circumstance i can pray over him uh, if he'll allow me to sure uh, but at the same time i need to be thinking about uh where where i need to direct him rather than what i can specifically do to help him in right. his life um you, you know uh if if a, if an affair between a couple uh, is in the place of reconciliation, I might be able to help them with scripture and and talking with them and leading them into this idea of forgiveness. Uh, but there's there's a time and a place to recognize that that as a as a lay counselor, I might uh, I might need to to seek somebody out that has expertise in mm -hmm. this. And so uh, there's a big part of this that goes back to what what are my capabilities. Uh, where do I uh, where do I recognize that boundary line inside of myself where uh, I've reached the threshold and now it needs to move into somebody else's hands? Uh, and there's just a lot of a lot of uh, self awareness I think that mm -hmm. goes on inside of this. And we mentioned in one of our other, other sessions you can't take somebody further than you've gone yourself. Right. So if I haven't dealt with a situation and it's completely new territory for me too. Uh, I might not have a hang up there, but I might not have ever been in that particular situation. Sure. And I just don't know how, how to deal with it. And uh, I can't just off the fly inside of an hour long session, uh, be searching <laughs> through scriptures and, and try to find the, the right piece of information at that time. Um, so uh, I wish I had a real strong answer for that other than right. there, there needs to be some self-awareness and what, uh, what you're able to deal with and what you're not. And to recognize that there's uh, there might be some warning signs, especially dealing with suicide or abuse of some sort, uh, that uh, that these are things that need to be dealt with immediately by somebody other than other than me, possibly. Sure. As somebody who goes into a ministry, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe even men who are serving as elders in a congregation, what <clears throat> what could they be looking for, maybe in their community, as far as 
um, in situations where they find themselves talking to a friend or maybe a member in the congregation and they're like, okay, this is beyond me. I, I don't have this ability. And so they're aware that they're, they have this limitation when it yeah. approaches this particular situation. What do they need to be looking for as far as a, a resource of someone that they can turn to? Yeah, this, uh, this is where it gets a little bit uh, challenging, I think. Uh, because, I, man, I want somebody from my brotherhood that thinks about the scriptures the same way that I think about yes. them. But at the same time, I realize that, that there's limitations in that. Uh, so I want to continue to be involved in that person's life and see what kind of counseling they're getting and have them give me some feedback on that. One of the great resources that we have a chance to go to is uh, the Focus on the Family uh, stuff that's, uh, uh, that's based out of Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have a network of people that you can uh, approach and talk to that's, that are uh, specifically uh, trained and uh, licensed through them, if you will. Uh, and that, that kind of gives me a, at least an immediate standard if there's nobody in my brotherhood right. that's, that's, uh, that's doing this. Um, so uh, primarily, man, I want to go and I want to see if, uh, if uh, especially if I'm in a larger area, there may be somebody uh, in this congregation or that congregation over there in the Churches of Christ that, would, um, that has a counseling uh, service. Sure. And those are the people that I want to begin to go to first, uh, recognizing the limitation of that. I want help for this person, but I want it uh, scriptural and I want it Christian and I want it focused in the right direction. In those circumstances, I want to continue to be involved in that person's life, see what they're getting from this person uh, and see what kind of feedback. And then, uh, but yeah, that's probably the first place I go is okay. that focus on the family network. Um, in connection to that, is it appropriate would it be appropriate to, in seeking, let's just say, for example, there's no one that, but there are counseling services in the community. Yeah. Would it be appropriate to go into a counselor's office to talk to them and say, look, I've got somebody I need to send to you. Can you tell me a little bit about how you would counsel? I mean, is that yeah, an appropriate I so. thing? I think so. I think we need to, even people in our brotherhood, I think we need to vet in, in some circumstances. Okay. Uh, to, to again to give carte blanche to anybody over somebody else's life, I think is is a <laughs> um, it's a dangerous thing. Sure. Uh, and so I need to I need to be able to to go in and be aware of what they're doing and how they're doing it, and use that same wisdom and discernment that I bring to this situation to to, to say is this is this something that I would that I would approve of? Right. Yeah, or that God would approve of, even more importantly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I want to build on this. Yeah. Uh, I know that our time's running short here, but I want to build on this in our next session and talk some more about how congregations can face uh, a situation where they may, they may need to bring in somebody and hire somebody to be a counselor for them. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll stop now. Okay. And I uh, appreciate, man, the, the information is just really invaluable. Right. And uh, I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for our listeners and yeah. the time that they've taken to join us and invite you to continue to listen to uh, our SaltCast as we're going to continue in another session with David and talk more about this idea of counseling and, and some steps that might help current leaders in approaching this situation in their congregations. Thanks, David. Thank you.